Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, provided by Living Stream Ministry, and featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. Witness Lee served the Lord faithfully for more than 70 years, culminating with his exhaustive commentary on the entire scriptures called Life Study of the Bible. Today, we're happy to bring you recorded excerpts from his ministry, along with some of our own considerations. At the end of the program, we'll give you the website where you can find more about the remarkable ministry of these two men. But for now, please enjoy today's program. In Philippians chapter 1, verse 20, the Apostle Paul said, According to my earnest expectation and hope, that in nothing I shall be put to shame, but with all boldness as always, even now Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether through life, or through death. The Apostle Paul wrote these words as he was imprisoned in a Roman jail, and his exhortation to the Philippians was to follow his pattern of experiencing and enjoying even magnifying Christ, regardless of his outward situation. Ron Kingus is here with us again today as we continue our fellowship from yesterday, another message covering Paul's experience, magnifying Christ by living him, even through sufferings. And Ron, I think, uh, as we found yesterday, there was much more here in this topic than we were able to cover, uh, a message of remarkable depth and incredible insight and uh, so much encouragement for us. I think for the sake of those that weren't here with us yesterday, it'd be good if you could give us a short review, and then we'll continue on. These marvelous words are some of the most touching and revealing utterances in the entire book of Philippians. And Philippians has as its theme the experience of Christ. This is not a book of doctrine. It was written from experience and for experience. Paul was in a particular situation, imprisonment, which created in him a need for what he called the bountiful supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. There's only one Spirit the divine spirit. But this is the spirit of God processed and consummated through God's economy in Christ through his incarnation, human living, crucifixion, and resurrection. So now the spirit of God has become the spirit of Jesus Christ. And with this all-inclusive spirit is a bountiful supply. And he knew that this bountiful supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ would turn his situation to salvation, but there needed to be the prayers of the saints. That indicates Paul's dependence not only on the Spirit, but also on the body. Now we come to actually the crucial point. Having received the bountiful supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, Paul was able to magnify Christ by living him. To magnify Christ is to show forth Christ in his unlimitedness in our practical human situations. We can magnify him only by living him. If we live religion, 
we do not magnify Christ. If we live ethics, if we live just human morality apart from Christ, we do not magnify Christ. Paul says in Galatians 2.20, Christ lives in me. He also says in that verse, referring to his new person in Christ, I live, I live. Christ lives, I live. If these are two livings, Christ lives inwardly, but we live differently in an outward way, we do not live Christ or magnify Christ. But if our living is an expression of Christ living in us, our living is Christ living again in us. This is the profound experience of Christ in the book of Philippians. Let's join Witness Lee. How Paul magnified Christ. How Christ was magnified in Paul with all boldness. As always, even by that time, whether through life or through death. How? By one thing. That was Paul lived Christ. In Paul, in his chain body, Christ was exalted. Christ was highly valued was highly appreciated, and Christ was fully expressed in all his sufferings. How? Just by living Christ. Paul lived Christ. You have to realize, to live Christ, you must take Christ, the person, and you must be one person with this person. Christ and you, you and Christ, both, you too, must be one person. To live Christ. To me, to live is Christ. In Galatians 2.20, he told us already that there was no more he, but Christ that lived in him. First, Corinthians told us that we are one spirit with Christ. Oh, the organic union between Christ and us is so intimate and so close that he and we, when he, are one spirit. You and Christ, Christ and you are one spirit. To live Christ doesn't mean to have an holy life. Believing might be holy, but to have an holy life, actually speaking, may not be a living of Christ. To live Christ is not merely to live holiness. To live Christ is to live a person. Ron, to live Christ is to live a person. And we also heard the terms one person and one spirit with Christ and organic union, all of these things uh, spoken to help bring us into the experience of magnifying Christ. These are not terms, Ron, that are very easily or best understood in the doctrinal realm, are they? Certainly not. Can a bachelor understand the nature of the marriage union by reading books on marriage, you can get some information 
but you only understand that relationship by living and experiencing that relationship. Expressions such as organic union, one spirit with the Lord, one person, are, as all our expressions must be, based upon the divine revelation. One spirit with Christ. That's an allusion to 1 Corinthians 6.17. He who is joined to the Lord is one spirit. Well, we can grasp the concept of that, but we need to actually be in our regenerated spirit, which is mingled with the Lord's spirit, and experience being one spirit with him, then we understand the expression one spirit with the Lord. And now we have one person. Well, we're a person. Christ himself is a person, and he's living in us. He is living in us as a person. So he told us, if you want to follow me, you need to deny yourself. Be one spirit with me, and let me live in you. We see this matter of one person in Galatians 2.20. I, a person, have been crucified with Christ, a person. I, a person, no longer live, but Christ, a person, lives in me. Nevertheless, I, a person, live, yet not I, but Christ, a person, lives in me, a person. Well, the I who lives is the new I, the I in resurrection, who is one person with the Lord. He is a person or she is a person with Christ as a person living in him or her. And there is increasingly no discrepancy between the living of the inward person, Christ, and the outward person, the believer. Rather, the outward living is an expression of the inward person. Paul said to me, to live is Christ. He didn't say the life of Christ or the power of Christ. To me, to live is the person. Live Christ. Live the person. It's a new expression. It's based upon the Bible. It's understood by experience. Let's admit we don't have that much experience yet. So let's pray. Let's fellowship. Let's study the Word. Let's receive the help from the ministry of the Word that we may learn of the Lord and of Paul and of this particular member and other members of the body what it is to be in the organic union with Christ, to be one spirit with Christ, even to be one person with him, so that little by little in our daily life we actually experience Christ, the wonderful person, living in us, so that our living becomes his magnification. This is what God desires very much. May his desire be fulfilled in at least a remnant of his seeking people. Ron, we began yesterday's broadcast by connecting verse 19, the bountiful supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, with verse 20, where Christ was magnified even in Paul's suffering. A moment ago, as we began our program today, you mentioned Galatians 2.20 in the same context. Uh, it is no longer I that live, but Christ who lives in me. We have a companion verse to that in this first chapter of Philippians. It's actually the next verse in sequence, verse 21. 
It says, For me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. This was Paul's declaration. This uh, portion of Witness Lee that we've selected is his own testimony from 1980 when he gave this message as to his experience along this line. Let's join him. I surely found out the hard thing is to live Christ. To take him as my life. Not only as my life, even as my living. My, even up to today, I am still not successful in this practice. Oh, nearly every morning I prayed, Lord, thank you for another day. A day that I can practice to this year. I told you already. Uh, again and again and again, this is really a repetitious prayer every morning. Lord, thank you for another day. A day that I can live you. Lord, do remember, I cannot do it. Lord, you have to remind me that I may lift you. Grant me this, this portion of grace. I prayed every morning. I tell you, after the prayer, when I <laughs> came into the practical living of the day, altogether not Christ but me. Altogether not Christ but me. How about you? How about you? Many mornings I had good first, wonderful first, that prayed myself into the Lord. Oh, by that time I was really in the spirit. And I would say I was really a spirit. I was that wonderful. <laughs> then, when I finished the prayer, and I came out of my praying room, in the first few minutes, I was still wonderful. But gradually, everything was gone. I just lived myself. I didn't sin. I didn't lose my temper. I didn't do anything wrong. Rather, I did everything fine. But, that was not to leave Christ. That was still... I was the living. I cannot declare Philippians 121. To me, to live is Christ. No, I cannot say this. Because with me, it's not so real. Dear saints, I must tell you, regardless how overcoming, how holy, how spiritual, how slow, how gentle, you could be that doesn't mean a beat in the eyes of God. All this doesn't count. This is just like to keep the law. The keeping of the law doesn't count in the eyes of God. Neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails. No. God doesn't count this. Only one person counts. That is Christ. We must live Christ. Only Christ comes. We are here fighting. 
not only fighting, but also struggling that we may enter into the real and the practical living of Christ. Oh, this is what God wants. God wants his people, at least a group of his people, to be brought to the right track. While Paul was in the prison, he was living Christ. By that time, anyone, man, demon, or angel, whosoever, came to see him. He was found in Christ. I tell you, many, many times, if you come to me, you will see that I am not in Christ, but I am in my good behavior. I am in my presence. You may find me in my presence. You may find me in my humility. Or, <laughs> in the bad sense, you may find me in madness, in losing my temper. Neither counts. We all have to be found in Christ. Amen. Brothers and sisters, may we pick up this as a prayer burden. Let's all rise up and pray, Lord, just have mercy upon me that I might be rescued not only from the sinful things, but even from the holy things. Lord, rescue me from the holy things. Rescue me from the overcoming situation. Rescue me from spirituality. Lord, rescue me into yourself. And Lord, grant me grace every day that I may really live you. And that I may be found in you. Pray. Pray. This helps. Even I have told you that thus far I still have not been successful, yet I must confess, aha, uh -huh, with me there has been much, much progress, much, much advance. Amen. Amen. Let us all pursue after this one thing. To me, to live is Christ. Ron, I don't quite have words uh, for the testimony that we just heard. A brother who, in 1980, when he uttered this word, was in his late 70s. And he had been aggressively pursuing Christ for nearly 60 years. And yet, according to his own testimony, though he had made progress, he did not yet feel that he was fully successful in living Christ. He said, Lord, rescue me not just from the sinful things, but rescue me from the holy things. Rescue me from spirituality. Lord, rescue me into yourself. What's your understanding, Ron, of such a prayer? It is, in effect, a prayer to be delivered from the principle of Antichrist. Antichrist is not only a person. Antichrist is a principle. And the Greek preposition anti, 
that makes up part of the word Antichrist has two meanings. One is against Christ. The Antichrist will oppose Christ. So the personal Antichrist will oppose Christ. But anti also means instead of or in place of. So the principle of Antichrist is to have things that replace Christ. We may not realize that very good things such as human ethics, self-improvement, our own, quote, spirituality, our own way of being scriptural. We may become good persons, not God persons. And instead of living Christ and magnifying Christ, we magnify a holiness which is not Christ. It's just something we've developed. We have a certain amount of natural virtue which we have refined and cultivated. That is something that we must be delivered from. That's the principle of Antichrist. This is a strategy of Satan to replace Christ. It takes quite a amount of enlightenment and learning to be able to know in ourselves when we are magnifying our patience or are magnifying Christ as patience, Christ as everything. Paul counted all things lost for Christ. Anything from the self, no matter how good it is, must be denied and put to death. We must be saved from that. Because God's economy is not that we express any kind of self, but that we express Christ. But if we're not delivered from our own natural religious virtues that replace Christ, we will spend the rest of our lives misled and fall very short of the glory of God because we do not express Christ who is the glory of God so this is a great light. I have burden about this. The Bible says, Husbands, love your wives. We say, Amen. That's a commandment of God. Okay? With what kind of love? With you? With their natural love? Or with Christ himself as the embodiment and expression of the God of love? There's quite a difference. If I love my wife with my natural love, I just express myself. And the natural love is limited anyway. But if I love her with Christ as love, Christ is expressed, and that love is unlimited. And believe me, Chris, she knows the difference, and I'm beginning to learn the difference between these two kinds of love. And I agree with her in rejecting the former, the natural love, and being open to the latter, Christ as love. This is what our brother means. He was greatly burdened for this, that the Lord's people would see Christ, love Christ, experience Christ, enjoy Christ, magnify Christ, and live Christ. Christ, Christ, and only Christ, nothing of the self, no matter how beautiful and refined that may seem to be, to those devoid of spiritual discernment. Ron, your word about uh, your wife detecting the difference uh, brought a smile to my face. All of us who are married know this experience very well. I am so grateful to the Lord for these last two days and his portion for us. I will treasure this, Ron, uh, until we meet him. Thank you very much for being a part of it. You're welcome. 
but we have to say, with Christ is our humility. Thanks be to God. Amen. Glory be to Him. Of course, we have the printed Life Study messages, and there's many writings in the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee touching the experience of Christ in Philippians. Our toll-free number is 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Please join us again tomorrow. We continue on the Life Study of Philippians. For Ron Kangas today, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this program. For more information on Witness Lee and Watchman Nee, please visit our website, lsm.org. Again, that's lsm.org. Thanks for listening today.